What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 7.com, tune in, iTunes Radio Loyalty. 50-plus AM FM stations across the Fruited Plain. And, of course, download our app. It's in the Android stores. Or go to JiggyJaguar.us. You can stream the show live, 24-7 replay, exclusive news and programming information, all available on our fantastic, fantastic app. Lots of things going on today on our big program. And uh, we've got our first guest coming up here in just a few moments. He is a legend in Paramount Pictures. He is a legend in Hollywood on the studio back lots. And uh, we are network.com slash H-E-R-M-E-S. It's a disabled USAF veteran facing bankruptcy. As a disabled USAF veteran, we take pride in the service. They heard the call, the call to do the duty on behalf of the country, and they healed it without hesitation. Doing what is right has always come naturally to them, and despite all the problems that they're currently facing, they feel no regret for the decisions that they've made. Soon, however, the veteran benefits will dry up. And what will happen then? They will face decisions. Lots of decisions. The veteran benefits will dry up, and then when that happens, they will face the breadth of the education debt, apartment rental fees, furniture rental fees, without any means to come up with income. Making matters worse, an accident destroyed most of my furniture recently, which has created an even larger burden for me to bear. I've lost all hope. Although... I know that once I get ahead of all these debts and financial obligations, I can start once again to do what I've always done, living a life of service to others. I've come to the United States Network in order to raise the funds that I need to get on with my life and my track and head down the road. My education debt totals $7,000, and my rental debt totals $7,000. So I need to raise fourteen grand in all. Anything I can raise above that amount, I will save for any of the challenges that arise. I appreciate your generous support, and we thank everybody for checking this out. Go over to the website. It is absolutely amazing. It is unitedsuccessnetwork.com slash Hermes. That's unitedsuccessnetwork.com slash Hermes. That's U-N-I-T-E-D-S-U-C-C-E-S-S-N-E-T. W-O-R-K dot C-O-M slash H-E-R-M-E-S. That's UnitedSuccessNetwork.com slash Hermes. And tell them you heard about it here. Transmedia Worldwide. We are going to go to the telephones. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli joining us on the telephone. How are you, sir? I am well, James, and... Hope you're having a good afternoon. Yes, yes. Uh, what do you make of this uh, this situation? I want to get your your thoughts first of all on this uh, this this uh, feud with uh, Macron and uh, Trump that uh, took place over Twitter a couple days ago. 
Yeah, well, the uh, it, it, it actually is pretty nasty, and it's also pretty personal. You usually don't get, this, you know, these kinds of exchanges, even between political, if, if you will, enemies. Uh, you know, Trump doesn't do these things quite so much, or personally with uh, either the Chinese or the Russians. But with Macron, I, I think it, uh, first of all, James, uh, early in the Trump presidency, Macron sort of tried to buddy up to him, and you know, yes. that may have worked a little bit. But recently, uh, where, where it's gotten particularly ugly uh, on, on both sides has been, uh, you know, Trump was in uh, France to, uh, um, to uh, celebrate, not celebrate, it's a long word, but to memorialize yes. uh, the 100th year anniversary uh, to commemorate the end of World War I. Uh, France, of course, as you know, was, you know, a, a major battleground uh, during the war. Um, as that was unfolding, uh, Macron uh, took to uh, giving a speech that he said, where, where he said that um, uh, nationalism, which, you know, Trump espouses, really was sort of a, was false patriotism. Patriotism was, was much more appropriate. Uh, Trump didn't like that. Trump shot back. Uh, among the other things that Trump said in a, a Twitter account, as you as you mentioned, uh, was that um, you know if it wasn't for the Americans, the, the French would be learning to speak German. Uh, reference to the the wars on the continent, World War One, and of course World War Two. Um, so it, it got pretty personal. Uh, Macron uh, added. But he thought uh, the Europeans needed to develop a European army to defend themselves, not only against the Russians and Chinese, but possibly the Americans as well. Perhaps Macron had uh, forgotten the history that, you know, that Trump was there to uh, recall, which was, again, as you and your readers know, the, you know, American intervention, as much as it didn't want to, in World War One and World War Two, uh, saved France and largely saved Europe, and led to the creation of the Atlantic Alliance. So uh, nasty, personal. Uh, hopefully, some of it will blow over. But uh, is, uh, as you recall, uh, Trump has a pretty long memory. Uh, Macron is trying to look like the um, I don't know the, the guy who stands up. The Trump in Europe, and uh, you know, I, I I don't think it's going to lead to very much. Macron is is very unpopular uh, in France, and probably part of his uh, political shtick here has been to make try to make himself look good and big and tough at the expense of the American president. And quite frankly, Trump doesn't have any of it, so I, I don't think it's going to do anyone any particular good. But it just goes to show the, the depth of personal antagonism uh, between Trump and some of the Europeans. We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us live here in a broadcast, coast to coast, border to border, tune in, iTunes, and radio loyalty. And uh, he joins us today here on the telephone. Now, uh, give us your take on this uh, California bar shooting that took place uh, just just this last weekend. Yeah, James, uh uh, tragic, tragic, tragic. Uh, just another horrific example of, uh, you know, what we 
do to each other across this country, whether it's in Florida or Colorado or California. So, I mean, thoughts and prayers to the, of course, for the the victims, their families. Uh, You know, we are not coming close. You and I have talked about this so often. You and I are just not coming close as a a nation. We've talked. We know we're not coming close to in any way fixing or solving this, whether it's um, defending schools better, um, finding some kind of way to ban assault rifles, which is not a complete solution, of course, whether we try to find uh, more aggressive in finding uh, those who may have psychological problems and could be at risk in their communities. Uh, But what, what seems to happen over... And over again is we have these tragic events. We all shake our heads and rub our hands and say what a, what a terrible thing has happened once again. And we just go about our business. We, we've almost become numb to these events. You know, like the, again, like the, the shooting in Florida and so many others that we could recall. We, we, we are paralyzed as a nation and we lack the political will to try to find any better way to deal with this. We, there is no one fix in my mind, but I am saddened and deeply disappointed that we, we don't have the leadership in either political party that is willing to say enough is enough. We, you know, look, and you and I over the summer talked about the, you know, almost endless nights of violence in Chicago, among other big cities, and the, the rate of deaths and injuries uh, by handguns is absolutely appalling. When I, am, when I travel in Europe, um, you know, the, the Europeans, whether I'm in England or Italy or France, you know, they, they just can't understand why the Americans have this proclivity for for massive shootings. Uh, you know, we recall not so long ago the horrific events in Las Vegas. So, you know, we're, look, we are a nation that, that seems, James, and this is just another tragic example, a nation that is unwilling or unable to tackle not only this, but it, its other pressing problems, whether it's immigration, critical infrastructure, uh, and you know, we are being looked at, again, around the world is just uh, really sliding into a, a pit that we just don't seem to find a way out of. So d- deeply, deeply troubling. Yes, yes, indeed. We've got uh, Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, Coast to Coast and Boulder to Boulder on TuneIn, iTunes, and Radio Loyalty. And uh, a little bit more time here with the doctor before we let him go for the day. Uh, well, what do you make of this Jim Acosta situation and the uh, press pass being taken and all these things? <laughs> as, as someone who's had my press pass taken before... Uh, <laughs> it's uh, not fun! <laughs> at the White House. I've seen a lot of the press conferences when I was on the National Security Council staff, and, you know, my view is this. Look, Acosta, in my view, 
has been very unprofessional. Uh, what the Trump administration did, uh, I think, is justified. Uh, Trump didn't say, I don't want CNN. Trump's guys have said, we don't want Acosta. Uh, there, there's no impinging on free speech. Uh, CNN and Acosta have filed a, a lawsuit, which I think is stupid, wrong, and frivolous. Um, you know, Acosta is not doing his job, in my judgment, to be a reporter of what the administration says. You know, he wants to debate things with Trump or Sarah Huckabee, and that's not the place of a White House correspondent. Ask tough questions, try to get answers, but, you know, Costa like to um, uh, sort of represent uh, himself as kind of a, you know, the one debating uh, the, these things with Trump. You know, that's not his place. The White House is under no legal obligation to have a press conference at all. You know, they could close the whole thing down, and I'm not saying they should or they will. You know, I think that would be wrong. I think they have some duty to try to keep the American public informed, but how they choose to do that, that's up to the White House, not CNN or Jim Acosta. So, I, you know... Uh, James, I don't know why uh, somebody would have pulled your press pass. I assume it's not going to happen to Acosta. Uh, uh, I will say if you know, Acosta doesn't come back to the White House, I, I am not at all troubled by that. We've got uh, Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. Um, from time to time, we also talk sports with uh, the good doctor because at some point he is going to take all of his earnings from all of his best-selling books and buy the Redskins. Um, <laughs> but I do want to get your thoughts on this uh, really weird situation with Floyd Mayweather. He was going to go over to Japan and fight this, uh, as Conor McGregor called him, an Uber driver. And uh, then he flew over to Japan and attended a press conference, comes back to the United States and says, oh, well, I didn't think we were actually going to do this fight, and I thought this was going to be an exhibition in front of a bunch of rich guys, and so I'm not going to do it. And then the fighting promotion decided that they were going to try to save the fight, and there's a rumor that they paid Floyd some god-awful amount of money to just fly over. What in the world is going on, <laughs> Doctor? James, after listening to that description, I'm shaking my head wondering, <laughs> as you just said, what in the world is going what on? What is going on here? Uh, you know, I, James, look, I, you know, I've turned 60. I love sports. You and I have talked about it a lot. Yes. Uh, my, my bid for the Redskins is... Is still being assembled to <laughs> one, of the, yes. one of the worst owners in pro football. <laughs> yes. But look, on Mayweather, look, he, he's had a, obviously a, he's a great fighter, had a marvelous career. But, you know, again, you know, watching, you know, the sports world with, you know, real interest through ever since I was a kid, look, half of what you see, you can believe. The other half, you can't believe. So, you know, when, when you see these things, particularly with fighters, you know, you, you wonder how much is, is staged, as you said, how much was, you know, paid for, how much is for publicity and the like. And, you know, the pro boxers and the, you know, martial arts experts seem to be as good at, 
generating PR as they are, you know, the, the battles in the ring. So, I mean, I, you know, my, my short answer is, you know, it's easier for me to figure out U.S. politics than it is U.S. sports. <laughs> We've got Dr. Jack Caravelli with us today. He joins us live. And, uh, Doctor, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for coming on. And uh, we will talk to you uh, after the Thanksgiving holiday. Have yourself a good uh, Thanksgiving, my friend. Well, James, thank you. To you and your listeners, of course, the same. Have a, a, a great holiday and a safe one. And uh, when, uh, when we're back together, James, I, I will uh, tell you about my purchase of the Redskins, and I will have a... Uh, an owner's box seat for you. <laughs> well, thank you, sir. I'm looking forward to it. I will talk to you after the holiday. Take care, James. Thank you, my friend. There goes Dr. Jack Carabelli. We're going to take a time out. We got more coming, huh? Okay.